0: Buddy, ben Rogers here, the Raptors side, just back breaking down some more Toronto Raptors news coming out of Media Day. And one massive talking point for Media Day was Kyle Lowry and his expectations coming into next season and what his future with the Toronto Raptors will be. You know, whether it's the last year of his contract, he's our 33 year old point guard, he's going to be 34 at the end of this season, and you know, he's He's been a long time, he's the longest tenured Raptor right now, he's an NBA champion, so there's a lot of things that, a lot of storylines about Kyle coming into the season, and the fact that he's been an All-Star in the past, you know, five, or five, past five, the last six years, I think it's been five straight, you know, he has a lot of, he's our most established player, Riker, and, you know, with his aging self, his more aggressive play, the, his expectations have kind of been all over the place from Raptors fans. So before we get into his future with this team, what are your, your thoughts on Kyle Lowry this season and what his future with this team will be, or with it, expectation-wise?
1: Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. or correct me if you disagree. Audience, same thing. My three concerns, they're not concerns. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking for for Kyle Lowry, age, yeah. output, injuries, Mm-hmm. This is what we're considering now moving forward. He yep. is, as you said in the last podcast, and maybe the next podcast, depending on which order we post these, you said he's he's entering the twilight of his career. That's absolutely yep. correct. I still think that he can put up numbers this season. Whether he's the starting point guard, whether he's the backup point guard, I expect he'll get 25 to 30 minutes per game. Yep. That's I'm banking on that. Mm-hmm. His production in terms of points dropped. His three-point percentage dropped last season, but his assist numbers were almost two points better than his second best season ever in his entire career so he still has productivity that he can give us right but moving forward how long does an NBA career last 37 38 that's you know for the best players that's for the upper echelon so that's the age that's the output and then the injuries is the big thing the man's been injured every season it's only going to get worse as he grows older if he's still playing those high minutes per game so those three things I think need to be considered pretty heavily if we're talking about contract renegotiations or what his role is this coming season
0: yeah, that's very true. You know, Kyle Lowry, we'll talk about him as a player and his output first. I think when Kyle Lowry's on the court, we saw last season the three point shot has been inconsistent. A lot of that has to do with injuries and, you know, maybe role integration, but I think Kyle Lowry, he his jump shot is not gonna be as reliable as it was in the past, and I don't think we can really expect him to be our top number one shooter player or score in future years. I think those days are behind Kyle Lowry. His his output is gonna be facilitating an offense, doing all the little things, and you know, regardless of when Kyle's playing amazing or when he struggles, whether it's in the playoffs, whether he's injured, whether, you know, it's his best game. The thing that Kyle always gives us on a night by night basis is he is our offense. He runs everything, everything goes through Kyle, and he's kind of given that experience, given that those tips to Fred, and we're seeing him become a better player in that sense, but Kyle makes this offensive team run, and even on the defensive end, the way he takes charges, he's not necessarily the best on-ball defender right now, but his IQ, the way he kind of brings players, you know, together, his team defense is really strong. And I think that's the main value point to Kyle Lowry. I think that's why he'll still be a starting point guard in. You know for the Toronto Raptors the season and you mentioned it his facilitating with Kawhi Leonard coming in last season was at an all-time high maybe if Pascal Siakam and Fred can step up that will continue as Kyle even though even if his minutes go down he'll still be able to do those sorts of things but I think we're going to see a regression in his ability to score. Maybe you know one thing that both you and I have talked about on the podcast is Kyle has been settling for a lot more jump shots rather than driving in and getting into the yep. in, into you know the midst of the defense and getting the buckets that we've seen him get maybe 2014, 2015, 2016 when he was at his all-time scoring peak. I, know, I think we're going to see less of that and. You know, that's just in terms of output, but the injuries are the main concern with me, because you mentioned every season Kyle Lowry's been hurt, even in last year's playoff run, well, we, throughout the regular season, he had that back issue, and a lot of people were saying we should just trade him for Mike Conley, I was heavily against that, because, you know, Kyle Lowry does all the little things when he's on the court, and we had to maximize potential, but even in the playoffs, he had that broken thumb, and he was getting injections in it, and and all that, so, you know, Riker, I think that injuries are the biggest concern with me. I think his output will regress a little bit, but I I still think he's going to be capable of doing the things that he's been doing on a year-by-year basis.
1: I was curious to see what his, maybe his related type player would be. Mm -hmm. Jameer Nelson is a guy that we've compared him to in the past, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to see, because Jameer Nelson basically stretched out as much as he could from his career. That's sort of the way that I saw it go down. And I was curious if he became more of a three-point shooter because I thought it sort of seems at the trend, you're right, that he does rely on more jump shots. He's not driving as much. But I thought that he's also just taking way more threes per game, which is actually not necessarily the case. So Mm -hmm. he has been averaging around for the past three or four seasons around seven threes a game. I think that's too much if he's only shooting 34%, 37% around those numbers. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at the case of Jameer Nelson and his three-point per game in the last four or five seasons of his career, went from about four or five down to about two. That's what I'd like to see from Kyle Lauer. If he's still able to, exactly like you said, facilitate the offense, mm-hmm. let the offense run through him, run pick and rolls at a high level, allow other people to be the scorers, the Siakams, the Fred Van Vliet's, to be the setup man, mm-hmm. right? Still get his shots up, but not be the number one guy that's looking for a shot every game. Now, of course, a lot of that comes to he's taking late game shots yeah. too. He likes to also take transition threes. Maybe he should be a little more reluctant on those, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. There's still output left in him. There's things that he can work on this season, whether he does or he doesn't. Yep. But injuries, I would say, for the for the current the current point in time, that would be the biggest concern. Can he stay healthy for an entire season? But, Ben, let's talk about what the future is going to look like. Because mm-hmm. you're saying that the contract negotiations now, or at least the, the talking with Kyle Lowry has started. We want him as a legacy guy. We want to keep him around. He's the heart and soul of the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. He's put everything out here. On, uh, I mean, we can't say enough for Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, right now he's making plus in excess of $33 million for this final season. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, he's not a $33 million guy, year guy. He's not even going to be a starter now, I would say, in two years from now. What, do you, what would you be comfortable in offering Kyle Lowry to have him until the end of his career, until he retires and we put his name up in the rafters um, on, a, on a jersey? What, what number, what dollar value would you put on Kyle Lowry as a 35 to 38-year-old player?
0: Well, you brought it up he's probably not going to be the starter. I think Fred van Vliet, in the contract that he he was given he was signed a two year deal last season, so he's also ha- has an expiring contract this summer. I think the fact that Kyle's contract ends up this season and Fred's does as well that's that's the point where the the starting position is probably going to change for two of those guys and You know, I think Fred's going to get a a big payday, especially if he steps up his game this season. But Kyle Lowry, I think he's going to get more of a backup player's role, but on a long-term deal. And you brought it up. We want Kyle Lowry here because of everything that he's done on top of the production we expect him to, to bring to this team. And yes, injuries are a concern, but I still think Kyle Lowry should be paid like a strong backup point guard. I wouldn't mind Kyle Lowry getting paid 10 11, 12 million per year for the next two, three seasons. I think that's a realistic number to get. You know, we've seen older players get massive yeah. contracts at the, the, you know, the twilight of their career. We just saw Chris Paul around the same age as Kyle Lowry get paid, you know, a max contract of four year yeah. I think it's like over $30 million per year. That's not what I want to give Kyle Lowry if that's what. Some team is gonna and game. we're
1: not going to have the same out that yep. Oklahoma City is going to have either. They or that Sorry, that the Houston Rockets yep. had. They ended up somehow, I, I don't even understand the rationale behind the trade. I get that it's more of the personal side of it. But if we end up giving Kyle Lowry and a 35-year-old or a 34-year-old Kyle Lowry a max contract, yep. no team, not even the New York Knicks would be stupid enough to take that contract off our hands. Yeah, so the, we do need to be careful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're going to give, you know, Close to that. I don't think that's in the in the cards at all. You know, twenty million. Yeah. That's maybe some where some people are looking at. I still think that's a lot of money, and some people might even yeah. say ten million, eleven million, twelve million is a lot of money with his considering his injury history. But I think giving him a a three year deal or however long he wants with the Toronto Raptors at a decent amount of money that might be a lot at the end of It is fair for Kyle Lowry, especially he's coming off a championship record, right? He's coming off a season yeah. where he had his maybe not necessarily best year in terms of being the A1 option and all that sort of stuff, but he sacrificed, he was shown that he can play at the top level, win a chip, and I think with the Raptors, we're we're in a rebuilding mode in the sense that we're not tanking, but we're retooling this team. And Masai Juries came out, we can make a whole video on that. We're retooling, not tanking, I think Kyle Lowry's a perfect guy to have on the roster, not necessarily starting while you're retooling.
1: Yeah. No, it's a great point to bring up, Ben, and that's what I was going to say if if you didn't mention mm-hmm. it really quickly, is that, well, one, you think about it right now, we have Norman Powell for the next year on 10 to $11 million per yep. year. I would give that contract, I would take that contract from Norman Powell and give that to Kyle yep. Lowry in a heartbeat, <laughs> right? I was thinking around $10 million. I don't think that the risk is that there of him being poached for two reasons. One, because his, his loyalty to the Raptors, and also we had him on the trading block last season, yep. Ben. We wanted to get rid of him. He doesn't have the market value in the the eyes of the rest of the league. He's barely considered an all-star at this point. None of the media really truly respects him. He's an NBA championship, and he still doesn't really get all the accolades that he deserves. Maybe that's a bit of a hot take, but I'm just saying I think we could offer him a $10 million three-year contract, and that would be fine, and I'd be comfortable with that, and especially like you're saying on the point of retooling. We have a lot of contracts that are expiring this season, whether or not we keep Marcus all, whether or not we want mm-hmm. to. Same thing can be said about Serge Ibaka. Yeah, yeah we're going to have Pascal Siakam that we're banking on him being good for Fred Van Vliet. Other than that, we're not sure if OG Ananobi will do good or not. All these one-year guys that we brought in for this season, we don't know what the future for the Toronto Raptors looks like. We're not going to land big free agents, most likely, right? So to have a guy like Kyle Lowry, an NBA champion, a veteran, right – to keep him on the roster, I think we need to, and I'd give him 10 to $12 million a year easily to keep him on.
0: Certainly. I'm in agreement. Let us know what you guys think. You're the best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. We want to hear, do you want to keep Kyle Lowry long-term? What are your expectations from him this season? Let us know in the comments section below. You're the best.
1: Cheers.